All right, we are back with actually episode one of the Mania Playcast. We've arrived. <laughs> We're finally here. <laughs> so JP wants to do a, a jingle, a Switch Mania I do. Playcast jingle. Everybody ready? Here we go. Here we go. <gasps> do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. <laughs> Wonder where I came up with that. I have no clue. <laughs> Classic. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm gonna like. So basically, we have two different ways right now of viewing and listening to the Switch Mania Playcast. First of all, is on YouTube. It'll always go up there immediately, and then there'll be a a remixed audio edited version that goes on podcast app. So those of you that are listening on the podcast app, it's a little bit better audio clarity. Levels are balanced. And we got a little bit of a music intro and outro. Little treats for everybody. <laughs> um, we don't do any editing because uh, this is, uh, you know, the Switch Mania Playcast. <laughs> it is. So, you know, we don't have to do the long, drawn-out intros like we did last week. Um... I'm Jeffrey Wittenhagen, and we have... I'm JP from JP Switch Mania. Exactly, and you know, I'm, I'm obviously from Hagen's Alley Entertainment Classics. Uh, first of all, though, the first thing we're going to start with with every episode is let's do some feedback from uh, last week's episode. Um, I think we had a pretty... For, for being an episode zero and like an intro, we had a lot of feedback. Yeah, I was I was surprised. I was happy to... To see people uh, talking about listening to the the playcast and and giving their initial thoughts and makes you feel good that you know they they enjoyed what we had to say and they hopefully look forward to our future episodes. It was pretty cool and you saw people have different requests and it took a couple days but we got approved on Apple iTunes so everybody can find us now on iTunes. Um, I mean that was pretty easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> to actually get it uploaded because there were some settings and things I had to tinker with and once our RSS feed was set up correctly, we're, we're good to go. Yeah, um, I thought that was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah it was which was nice. Really cool. Um, yeah, so that's going to be official, so we'll be up there every week. Um, and obviously, I liked seeing all the feedback and when we get to the um, game review of the week, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the listener feedback on what they had to say about our game of the week as well which is Cuphead um, so yeah we'll talk about that which is really cool uh, if you all want to see us do anything talk about anything in particular definitely let us know whenever we post the episode uh, mm-hmm. just shout us out anything you want to know we'll we'll chat about it uh, so let's go over to uh, what have you gotten in over the past week well, actually, since we last talked, it's been a pretty slow week, surprisingly, because um, normally we have new releases on Tuesday, but there was nothing yesterday. In fact, everything's coming out, it seems, on Friday of this yeah. week. Yeah. So the biggest game, I would say, is uh, Saints Row, the third one. Uh, full package is coming to the Switch for the first time, and it's exciting. A lot of people have been talking about it. And what's even more interesting is that in the U.S., so at GameStop stores only, and then in Europe, or I should say, yeah, in Europe, overseas, there's a retailer called Game, G-A-M-E, yep. and they're 
brick and mortar stores as well as their online stores are also getting the same pre-order deluxe bonus. So in the EU, it's game, and in the US, it's GameStop. And what it is is it comes packaged separately from the game, but it's a box that holds a lot of goodies. So you have um, thumbsticks to put on your Pro Controllers or your Joy-Cons. You have a poster, art cards. You have um, alternate inlay cover artwork. So it's uh, it's a lot of really cool goodies for the exact same price that you'd pay for the game. So it's not that you're paying anything extra. So that is something that a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, but I would say, at least in the U.S., one thing that we've already been hearing is that GameStop stores are only getting enough for the pre-orders. So they've already gotten their shipments or will be getting them in on Thursday. Yeah. So if you haven't pre-ordered it yet, I would highly recommend going into stores. Or you can still go online and they have it listed as available when you pre-order online. But so if we you're record cl- this yeah. on Wednesday, so tomorrow is Thursday. So it'll be too little too late. Well, they can still go in. I mean, it, it also depends on... Um, if a store got one or two extras, if they have any cancellations, gotcha. but yeah, I would say at this point, if you listen to this, finish listening and then go to your GameStop Pretty much. or give them a call. Yeah. You jumped right into the next one. Like what's new that's <laughs> available. <laughs> and uh, yeah, cause I got in nada for the switch. I got in some, I got a new NES game in. I got some boxes for some Neo Geo stuff, but nothing switch in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little sad when I, I don't get anything in the mail for Switch because I always look forward to something and I feel like I'm going through withdrawal a little bit when there's no new package or nothing <laughs> to go pick up at the store. You have a sickness. I do. <laughs> but Friday Friday will be good, though. And we'll we'll talk about what else is coming out when we get yeah, to that. Exactly. Yeah, and I got um uh, another Super Nintendo game in that I'm creating for my Super Nintendo paperback where I'm have to I have three new Super Nintendo games I'm releasing with it like limited editions of already released homebrew but nice yeah i gotta put all those together this weekend so that'll be fun (laughs) (laughs) so keeps you busy i I would say since we already got through that section since we didn't get nada like so what else is new and available to buy from the last week from the last week yeah from the last week what's new what's out there yeah um well let's take a look give me one moment i will pull it up so last week, we ended with April, jumped into May. So as everybody remembers, Strictly Limited Games, a limited publisher in Germany, yep. opened up pre-orders for UltraCore. Yep, UltraCore. And, yep. So that's still available on their website. And they have a regular edition and a limited edition. And what's interesting is that this is the first of their releases where the regular edition is an open pre-order. And it's an open pre-order until June 30th. So you have... Wow. Yeah, you have a lot of time to pre-order this. The limited is limited to 2,000 copies, and they still have a number available. So that comes with um, a soundtrack CD of the 94 edition music, and then you get a double CD of the 2019 edition remix music. You get stickers, a large poster, a nice collector box with it. So that is something that's available that you can still pre-order off of their website. And then also we got in in the U.S. Bomber Crew, the complete edition. Oh, yeah. And what's... And then what's also nice is in the UK, through Signature Edition Games website, there's an exclusive collector's edition. So that comes with uh, two enamel pins, a soundtrack CD, an art card, a uh, numbered certificate, and then you get a nice uh, sturdy box as well. Nice. And then, of course, we had Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age come out, which is something a lot of people were looking forward to. Yeah, um, I think we, we talked also about had, that a little yeah. bit last week, which is 
pretty cool. I mean, being able to just play Final Fantasy XII again with all the extra treats on it is just excellent. And oh, yeah. of and course, we can't forget the game that um, I let JP know that I actually picked up, um, at least pre-ordered, which was the Luminous Limited Edition, because it was still yeah. available for pre-order when I yes. messaged him, the LE, and it came with vinyl. And I, I uh, one thing I do collect is video game vinyl. So, like, one game for the Switch that I got the vinyl release for was It'll Do 2 back in the day, like, when it was released. Mm-hmm. And it's released by my buddy Philip Seidner, who also runs Twincade. And he does an actual um, vinyl record label as well. And he did It'll Do 2. He did the official release, which is really cool of that. So having Luminous also on vinyl, when we talked about last week, I hadn't pre-ordered by then. I just happened to go on Limited Run Games. And I'm like, oh, the limited edition's not sold out. Mm-hmm. So I thought I missed it. <laughs> No, I, that was an interesting one because they had three versions, right? They had the regular, then they had the limited that you picked up, and then they had the ultra one, and that yeah. was limited to 600 copies. And that one, I mean, that one sold out, I, I think, within two minutes, must have been. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting to see the limited ones, the, the, I guess the middle tier one, if you want to call it, still available. But, you know, it's, it's nice. It gave people an option if, you know, they couldn't jump on right away when the pre-orders went live. At least they finally can get a, a limited edition of of one of their titles if they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a nice uh, nice little benefit and to be able to get pick it up. And it was you know the vinyl for me was what helped me pull the trigger. Yep. And then of course we can't forget probably the most popular game of last week <laughs> through East Asia Soft was Panty Party. Oh yeah, you were looking forward and, to that one. Explain it to the yes, wife. very much so. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't as I mentioned last week I I haven't gotten it. So, <laughs> I you have might to do it when everybody's one. asleep, you got to sneak away and well it's just one of those things where I display all my East Asia soft uh, limited editions and it's like damn, so now I'm not going to have a complete collection cuz yeah, I'm not getting that one. <laughs> <sighs> You're really not going to pick it up? Can't do it. It's just not appropriate for my little one. No, I hear you. <laughs> Well, I would say for adulting, boo, boo. <laughs> but I will say if somebody does want to pick it up, they just posted Play Asia just posted on social media. I think today or yesterday that out of the three thousand limited copies that they had, the one that comes with the underwear and the stickers and all that, they're down to less than a thousand. So, wow. if, so if it is something that you're interested in, not you, but our our <laughs> listeners, I would highly recommend uh, not waiting too much longer. Yeah. And 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 what's really cool is all pre-orders come with those little mini switch cases, like a little keychain that looks like a mini cartridge case, and then it holds action and it fits just one cartridge inside of it. So I think that's a pretty cool pre-order bonus. We've seen those in Japan, and East Asia Soft seems to start doing these with their with their releases. Yeah, I think that's really cool actually that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would never put my game in and put it on my key ring, but I would definitely like to collect those because they look really cool. Yeah, it'd just be nice to be able to get them for their previous releases at this point. That would be cool, yeah. And then, of course, we have all the other limited releases that are still available, so I can go through them if you want to let our readers, or our readers, our listeners know <laughs> it's still available. Um, but there's quite a number of limited publisher companies that have open pre-orders or... They either have still available copies of their titles, past 
present and future. So, yeah, just, uh, I'll fly through the uh, the names of them real quick for the listeners. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's just go in order. So we have from France Red Art Games. Their first two Switch releases are still available for pre-order. It's Old Man's Journey and Stay. And I'm just going to go on a quick tangent here, but I actually JP Switchmania just partnered with red art games and we're hosting a contest right now on twitter where we're giving away one copy of old man's journey the contest is open to everybody region wide and it'll stay open until may 15th when we pick a winner so if you've been wanting that game and you don't want to pay enter our contest and take your chances (laughs) um then their second title is stay and then we move into east asia soft so they still have some of their past releases available so for instance um, some of their shoot 'em ups like RXN Ryzen, the limited edition is still available on their site. Shikando nice. Soul Eater, um, regular and collector's edition is still available on their site. Then we have the Onikin Plus Odalis collection, which is very cool, like 16 bit, um, like platformer kind of game. And I'm I'm actually surprised that they have both the regular and the collectors available. But what's interesting, uh, so here's some other new news that just came out, but uh, Digerati, the publisher behind the digital releases, uh, had just announced that they're going to be doing some patches and updates to the game to to make it better, to fix on some things. And it was confirmed that for the physical releases, they would all be on the cart. So all these updates that they're doing right now will be available once the game uh, ships that from East Asia. That makes sense so- why we don't have it yet then. Exactly. And I, you know what? In cases like that, I'm perfectly fine waiting because a lot of people like those complete on carts and you know if you have to wait just a little bit extra longer to get all those together well there's no problem there for me um then we also have from east asia soft peto box um which is like uh i would say like a new age kind of punch out kind of game and the collector's edition for that is still available they have death road to canada regular and collector's edition still available and then Would we move back. That and, maybe Panty Party might be the first sold out collector's edition from them. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, their their first ones, um, which I'm now drawing a blank, but uh, releases one and t- one, which I can s- I know it's by two awesome studios, and I feel really bad that I forgot their oh Dimension Drive that did Dimension sell out. Drive. But how yeah. long was that up for? That was up for a long time. That was for a little while, and that's interesting because depending on who the limited publisher is. You either see something sell out really quick or it could take a while. And I'm not really sure if it's maybe just because it's a different region or or what, or maybe it's the title itself. But it's funny because I always see, you know, something finally sells out, right? It could take anywhere from a day to a few weeks. And then the next day you see always see somebody going like, how did I miss that? So mm-hmm. hopefully now when they're listening to this, they're not going to anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And then back to Strictly Limited Games. Uh, we have Raging Justice, so they still have that available. Uh, the collector's edition number is dropping. There is only a little bit left, so I would recommend if you're thinking about it, now's the time. Absolutely. Then we go to uh, a publisher that we're still a little wary of, which is Warren Collector. They have three titles. On them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I they, Maybe they were foreshadowing something. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they have three titles available for pre-order, and what's I would say sad is that their first one, which is Pankapu, I think that's how you say it, was supposed to start shipping on April 24th. And then on that day, they put out a press release or an email blast that said that they were experiencing delays. So I would say not off to a good start. But yeah, if you want to take wait. your chances, 
you can still yeah you can still pre-order. you can wait because I pre-ordered it so I can let everybody know if we actually get it or not. Um, and then so they have Pankapu, they have Dungeon Rushers and Zombie Night Terror. So those are their three. Then we move into limited run games, and they still have open uh, for pre-orders, which is actually closing on Friday. Is the Giga Wrecker Alt? Yeah, which yeah, looks, looks great. Um, by the studio that brought us Pokemon, uh, partnered with uh, Rising Star Games, and and Limited Run Games is putting out a physical. And only the regular is still available. The collectors had sold out, you know, on the day that it opened for pre-order. But that's pretty much it, every collector's edition except for like Luminous and a handful of others. Right. And then you know you mentioned Luminous, and that's open until May tenth as well. So that's this Friday. So pre-orders are going to close for that. Um, and then. That's about it. There's actually, you know what? There, no, there's one more. So on Friday, they're actually opening up pre-orders for Aegis Defenders. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but it looks really cool. It's a, a like a 2D side-scrolling platformer tower defense game, and it looks a lot of fun. And there's only going to be a regular edition for it. So, you know, whoever wants one should be able to get one because it's open pre-orders. Um, but there's no collector's edition for that one. Yeah, that'll still be cool, though, when it goes mm-hmm. up. Oh. Yeah, and what's really cool is Super Rare Games, even though they're sold out of all their games, they did tease their very first collector's edition. Yeah, and it said, like, number one on it, and people were like, why does this say one? And he's like, on the uh-huh. other side, it has the number. Yeah, yeah, he did confirm that the outer box would have, I guess, the number of the collector edition, but the actual case would have their number in their number run, which would be 16. And all we know is it ends in K. I think everybody's guessing it's Earthlock because Earthlock they did. is the collection, yeah. And it would make sense to put a collector's edition for that with, um, I mean, the box looks huge, so my guess is there's got to be an art book in there. But I saw a lot I'm of people a... guessing it would be Turok, but I'm like, there's oh, no yeah. way they would just write Turok by itself. They would write no. Turok Dinosaur Hunter on it. Right. Yeah. And I think that would be a complete shock with no teases whatsoever from anybody for that. But yeah, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Earthlock. And, and, and what's interesting is I... I think it's going to be a very limited like printing for the collector's edition so this is just one of those instances where super games is starting to define themselves or they have already in the past year this one is going to sell fast yeah highly likely and i mean they've begun to gain more and more steam especially when some of the games became super rare and in demand (laughs) i mean the lovers game oh yeah just like a super sought after game in their collection and now after that happened a lot of people are like well now i gotta nab up every release before it becomes rare exactly i mean it's oh yeah and that that was that was release number four and they're they're going into 16 now so just imagine now people trying to get onto those earlier titles and and you're gonna see you're gonna see the prices just start skyrocketing because people know that there's a demand for it yeah and they're good games but yeah, yeah it's, it's the demand that's going to create the uh, the push and keep, get yep. the prices to rise. Whether those prices stay up there or not all depends because, I mean, in all reality, it's only worth as much as somebody's willing to sell for and exactly. what somebody's willing to pay. So, right. I mean, in the future, if they're, everybody decides to offload their copies, the prices could even out. Mm-hmm. Never know. I mean, but I highly recommend picking up anything that might tickle your fancy. You might want to you might want to pick up 
and pre-order when it comes to any of these companies that are doing these smaller print runs. Yeah, it, it's very true. I mean, retail releases, unless it's a day one edition or collector's editions, you can normally hold off for a while because they will go on sale through one or all retailers. But the, the limited ones, I mean, when I started collecting, I always told myself the limited publishers are the ones that you go for first because once they're gone, they're gone. And I do not want to start paying these astronomical prices. And a lot of people end up having to go to eBay or or sites like those. So, yeah, I guess my advice is if, if there's a title you're interested in and you're okay with just the regular edition, you know, you have those, those buffers sometimes, like, like those open pre-order windows, but don't wait. Exactly. Be smart just to get yeah. on whatever you need to get on. Um, so let's exactly. go over into the uh, Switchbook update. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this week has been more writing. So I've gotten into writing a little bit. And as I mentioned last week, I was writing too, like, too much content per game. So I was mm-hmm. able to knock out a few. Um, I knocked out from the cool stuff section. I wrote the written part of Death Squared, which nice. we also have a developer interview in there as well, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and then I wrote about Splatoon 2, uh, which is going to be a two-page spread, so that one's pretty cool, talking about all the different aspects of it, the nuances, um, going over the four-player mode, all that cool stuff. Nice. Um, talked about Fate Extella, the Umbral Star. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be another two-pager, so that one has a, a decent amount in there uh, for content. I wrote about the Troll and I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So that was like half a book, right? It's half the book right there. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a, a single pager. And basically, I mean, I'm going to tell things how it is when I write about them. So, yeah. Well, you got to be honest. Exactly. And, I mean, it's you got to go through, like, the good and the bad. And there's, there's a lot of bad in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know. We know. Yeah. I uh, wrote about uh, Minecraft Story Mode, the complete adventure. Did you hear what happened uh, today, yesterday? The that Minecraft took... movie? Announced? No, the so the Minecraft that. episodes, the Telltale ones, were taken off the eShop. Yeah, that happened too. So mm-hmm. the complete adventure is going to be the one way to uh, to actually play this. So this game actually might increase in price. Mm-hmm. Like once people get word of that. And I've, I've seen copies at an aftermarket store, so I'm about to pick up a copy. My daughter's been wanting to play it anyways. So. I'm surprised she. I know she plays Minecraft. I'm surprised she hadn't played the story once. Well, I haven't bought the um, the Switch version yet, and I think <laughs> she has like one of the episodes on her iPad or whatever. But I don't think she has the the complete story yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wrote a pretty lengthy review on uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. So, nice. That one's surprising because I'm not a huge tactical tactical or turn based fan. Like for tactical strategy mm-hmm. games and i i enjoyed it and everybody really seems to think the same way where it's like that's even f- people that aren't fans of the genre enjoy this game it's really yeah odd but it's fun um, yeah and, you know it's fine it's mario but it feels like sleeper hit almost you know i you can know, tell it, you're on the east coast jp because you call it mario <laughs> oh man everybody that's <laughs> <laughs> how i could tell you're on the east coast <laughs> from now yeah. on, i'm gonna say mario very slowly it's gonna be funny because it's gonna feel forced now <laughs> it will be now i'm gonna be very self-conscious when i say his name 
Cognitive I'll say the red Mary, Marios. <laughs> it's like a cereal, Marios. <laughs> um, one game that I was surprising when I was reviewing it, Lego Worlds, which is yep. oddly similar to Minecraft. It just feels like it was designed for a mouse, like a point click for a mouse, more so than mm-hmm. the Switch. But, I mean, I think that might be one that I have to get for my daughter who's obsessed with all building games and obsessed with Legos. Like, it just sounds like it would be a good fit. See if she likes it. See if it's not frustrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> um, then I wrote about the always great um, RBI Baseball 2017. Probably yeah. pretty bad. It's it's not that the game itself is bad, even though it is kind of. It's just very bare bones. There's nothing yes. to it. I was about to say it was just very yeah. bland because I yeah. did. You know, when that came out, I was excited because it's finally a baseball game, and you know, I I watch a little bit of baseball, but I enjoy sports games, and yeah. that one was just it was boring. Like, yeah, I, I you don't know, know why they should have made it more like arcadey, like the NES yes. RBI baseball. It's called RBI baseball. Like, right. might as well have just swung for the fences, point, pun intended, for the game. <laughs> and literally, like, there's really nothing to it. It's yeah. just, like, a normal season, postseason, whatever, an exhibition. Like, no, like, even home run derby, nothing. Like, like ugh. And what's interesting is, like, you look at the back case, and it's like, wow, graphics look good. It sounds interesting. It should be a good game. And it just was like, all right, five, ten minutes, and I'm ready to move on. Then the um, last game that I got to, Rayman Legends Definitive Edition. That was excellent. Which, I, yeah, I need to play more of that game. I 100%ed the story mode, so I collected all of the, uh, I don't know what you call them, but those little yellow glowy uh, things, and yeah. I went through all the levels. That's probably one of the first games that I beat on the Switch, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just so perfectly done. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much you've played of it, but they have these musical levels. The musical levels are awesome. You press, oh my god, so you do they the were... platforming to the beat. So it'll play like a classical song or something. And as you're going through it, if you press it to the beat, you'll do the platforming perfectly. And then what's interesting is they had remix levels of those. So you go to the music, yep. but then the graphics start changing. They go to like black and white. They go to fuzzy. They go to like eight bit, and it was just amazing. And I just remember just smiling as you're playing the level, and I'm like, this is a really fun game. And the fact that it's actually four player done right. Yes, that's the other thing. So I mean, it was released a while ago, the original version, and mm-hmm. it was released. I want to say shortly after or around the time of you know new super mario wii and we we called it a whole mario for a reason (laughs) like it's just you kill each other you jump off each other all the time and it's like rayman legends did it where it's more assisting and i would say it's good multiplayer without being like kirby where it's too easy right it's like kirby's way too easy um, I would say a good middle between those two games, between Rayman Legends and Kirby, would be Yoshi, the new Yoshi game. Mm-hmm. That game's pretty good. And, I mean, that one's, like, still not difficult at all. And my seven-year-old, we played in normal mode, not easy mode, and she's fine. Mm-hmm. She's fine with it. So, you know, you, you're supposed they've created the chill mode or whatever in the Yoshi game for, for younger players. And, really, my daughter's playing it in normal mode. She just... Likes to jump on my back a lot, though, so I can <laughs> run around with her. But um, Rayman Legends, though, is just... 
I think that'll be the next level once my daughter's skill level up a little bit. That's going to be a, a go to. Oh, absolutely. That that game to me is like a must own on on the Switch. Yeah. So I would say the next section um, that we need to talk about is the newsworthy stuff. And mm-hmm. must, speaking of must own games, there's two I'd like to talk about. But the first sure. one, what are your thoughts on Mario Maker 2? It is coming out. More information is getting released all the time. What yeah, are your thoughts I'm, on Mario Maker 2? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I had it for the Wii U. I got mm-hmm. it late because I, I bought a Wii U, honestly, when they first announced that it was discontinuing the system. So that's when I started collecting the games. And I played a little bit of it, but I definitely am not someone who created levels or anything like that. I, I oh, tried wow. what they had, and I built a little bit. Um, but now that I'm you know fully ingrained with the Switch and I'm very much looking forward to all these new releases, I'm very excited. I mean, when they f- they first teased it and they started showing you know some of the new capabilities of the game, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to play this game. I'm ready to build, and I'm really I'm really ready to see what users create because there's going to be such a bigger uh, not fan base but just base of of Mario Maker players out there than than what was on the Wii U that I can't even begin to imagine what people are going to be coming up with with all the new features that it's going to have. Yeah, and I mean, so now I was a day one buyer of the Wii U, um, Mm -hmm. played it the whole time, and I I was a day one purchaser of Mario Maker, not Mario Maker, Mario Maker. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Caught you again. Um, But I I created a bunch of levels, and... Like, because I had it on day one, I uploaded them, and they got a lot of play because there are YouTube channels and Let's Play channels that focus directly on Mario Maker, and it was a a big thing, like, where it was a system seller, and got a lot of uh, users to finally play the Wii U, even those that were really, Mm -hmm. like, you know, adverse of going into it. Now, with the Switch... We already have a giant user base, so Mario Maker 2 is going to be huge. Um, the coolest oh, yeah. thing that I saw was all the the different improvements, because one thing is, I didn't keep up with Mario Maker, so when they created and did all the updates, like I mm-hmm. didn't really keep up and just keep creating levels. I played levels, but I didn't keep creating levels. So like they, they added keys and different doors and, and new stuff to Mario Maker 1, well, Mario mm-hmm. Maker 2 is going to have all of that, but then you have slopes that they're adding and the whole um, Mario 3D World skin where you can place Cap Mario and all of mm-hmm. those characters. Um, there's some really cool stuff in there. I think they added Boom Boom in there too as a mid-boss. and like it's, It should be a, um, a really fun game to play. and It's one that my daughter would create levels that try to create levels that I couldn't beat. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Sometimes they were impossible. Sometimes she would make them think they're impossible, but I would be able to clear them, and she'd be like, "Hey!" <laughs> she would do that all the time, up till like just till recently. She still does that because the Wii U is in my daughter's room. She's she plays the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Now she plays Minecraft on the Switch, but like it's still in her room. That and a Super Nintendo with Mario Paint. Those are the two things that she plays. Parenting oh, John awesome. right. <laughs> <laughs> classics um so the other game that wasn't just announced but they just announced the release date is the second and main bloodstained game 
Yes. So that I have been waiting for forever. Um, and this is the one that's going to be new style graphics because the original Bloodstained, not the mm-hmm. original, but the retro Bloodstained that's already out is mm-hmm. essentially Castlevania 3, which yep. is awesome. Um, this one is Symphony of the Night. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> and it's like playing the Dracula X Chronicles version of it on the PSP. Um, it's like better, newer age graphics, and it has all the exploration that we all love from Symphony of the Night. Created mm-hmm. by Iga, who, you know, was part of that team that created Symphony of the Night and was all, you know, Mr. Castlevania and all of that. So it's going to be cool. But there's also the whole Kickstarter aspect where yep. it looks like backers aren't going to get the game before other people can play it. Yeah. Which yep. is crazy. I, I actually um saw a bunch of posts on that this week, and I just commented where it's like, it kind of sucks because as a backer, you kind of volunteered to be that guinea pig to be the first exactly. ones to play it and now you're releasing it to everybody else and it kind of goes to why because you know i released my books on kickstarter but it's like i always fulfill backers first before i take them anywhere else right and it seems like the bigger companies are the ones that go that weird route and i've saw it already with the switch i don't know if you realize this but um battle princess madeline mm-hmm. like that was yes. a kickstarter I'm a Kickstarter backer, backed it physically. Uh, there was no Switch option. It's, it already came out on the Switch, and um, I reached out and go, hey, can I switch my, pun intended again, I, can I switch my <laughs> pre-order from PS4, because that was the only thing available, to Switch? And they're like, no, it's a different, different publisher. I'm like, you're the creator. Can't you just get those copies instead? I would rather have the Switch version. So I essentially had to go double buy it so I can get the Switch copy. The game's yeah, awesome, that's... but it's like, man, like you gotta hook up your Kickstarter backers, and so the what I heard from somebody was exactly what we mentioned earlier when it came to the East Asia Soft game, um, that basically Limited Run Games is taking the um, initiative to release Battle Princess Madeline on the PS4 for the Kickstarter release, but they're waiting till all of the bugs are worked out and the patches are on the disc for the PS4 Mm. version. Mm -hmm. And I was just, that's where I was kind of like, well, as a backer of Kickstarter, I would want the first version. It doesn't cost a shit ton to punt again, watch my language, but um, it doesn't cost a ton to press a disc. Right. So like just do two versions. It's not like a switch release where it actually costs a lot of money and I could understand them wanting to wait. Mm-hmm. The PS4 is, it's a disc. Like, I would gladly just get a guinea pig version, a backer version, and we get exactly. our own version. We get our own release of it. Yep. It made millions of dollars, too, so it's not like it's they were hurting for, for cash when it comes to, like, the physical release. Because the physical release, the physical part at that amount of money wouldn't would be arbitrary. It's the paying for the dev cost of what costs money. I was still surprised that we saw a Japanese release of the game. Of which one? Uh, uh, Battle Princess Madeline. Battle Princess Madeline, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, too. Um, and, I mean, they put that on cartridge without the patches. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is when it comes to yeah. that. But um, let's hope that we don't end up having to wait a millennia for uh, Bloodstain. Now, I've, I backed it 
I think Bloodstain was through Fangamer for me because I think I came late to the party for that one. But have you seen updates recently from the Kickstarter campaign? Um, not a ton. Yeah, I do know that they put out a uh, updated survey after the Wii U version was like basically no longer happening. <laughs> so. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I backed it for the Wii U. That's how long ago that was. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so... But I'm definitely doing the Switch version. Like, it's... Yeah. Without saying... Let's hope we see it soon. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if we get... Which one we get first. The Limited yep. Run Games <laughs> retro version. And the retro one was a stretch goal, by the way. Yeah, well, they did the, the physical of that already. I mean, the regular... Mm-hmm. Addition through limited run games already went out to people. It's the collectors with that cool NES box yeah. that hasn't shipped yet. Well, and with that though, that game itself was a stretch goal. Yes, the Kickstarter. So it hit that stretch goal. They created it. It actually came out before the main release, which is years late. Right. Um, it's but the thing is though is like with Kickstarters, I'm fine with waiting. The only thing I think is taboo is like not releasing the product to the people who supported it and helped make it a reality right if they're not making it a reality because you already were producing it then kickstarter is kind of a moot point mm-hmm. but um yeah it's it's one of those things like i said with my book backers like when book backers of the switch collector they're gonna get the book before it goes online for sale like first things first backers mm-hmm. get theirs because they supported they are the reason why the, the book is reality. Like, the item is reality. Right. It's 101. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I have a um, a weird sense of morality. <laughs> Weirdo. Weirdo. <laughs> so, uh, anything else newsworthy that you've seen out there? Yeah, uh, something that came out today. It was published on Nintendo Life, but it's from Famitsu in Japan. And they put out hardware sales for the Switch. I don't know if you saw this. Yes. Continue. But they're like, they're about 5,000, 5,500 of sales behind lifetime sales of the PS4 already oh, in Japan. I mean, wow. that's insane. I mean, so here's the numbers, and this is taken right from the article. But lifetime sales in the region was for the Switch is 8,042,166. And then for the PS4 and the, the standard and the pro model, estimated lifetime sales of 8,047,754. I mean, that's, that's insane considering how little time the Switch has been out. But, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it just goes to show, I mean, what kind of system this is becoming. It's becoming a beast. And I've noticed that the the whole Nintendo gloom and doom haters have become less and less. Yeah, because the Switch is just gaining so much momentum and getting so much support. I oh mean, yeah, I am seeing a lot of um, a lot more re-releases, which I think is cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind seeing Switch versions of games, even if they're. I think the last one I saw was like a PS3 game that looks like it's getting a overhauled HD version, it's like Blades mm-hmm. of Time or something. I think I think I'm saying it right, Blades of Time. Um, D- yes. Yeah, so that one, I mean, I had, I got it for like a dollar or two for the PS3. Mm-hmm. And it's solid. It's not like the best game, but it's cool just to see lots of games like that getting, getting a release. So that way we just have a very, very deep library. It's going to be crazy. 
I mean, and then I don't know if you saw, but they also announced, and this is going to be digital only, um, but Capcom announced that the first Devil May Cry is coming to the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard there was a rumor of a physical somewhere. I, I saw there, an article of a rumor, and it said rumor on the article. So yeah, I, I, I've fingers. been hearing different things, but there was an article in Japan, and it actually said like on the advertisement that there's no physical plan at this time. And that can always change. I mean, right now... We, I honestly thought when they first made the announcement, I thought it would be the same as Okami, Phoenix Wright, um, the Belt Collection, and then um, where Japan was getting a physical and we and Onimusha, right? So they got a physical, and Europe and the U.S. got digital only. So I said, okay, I'm guessing I'm going to be importing this, and then all of a sudden it said, nope, all three regions are going to be digital, which I was a little surprised, honestly. But yeah. but you know, it's funny because. You know, these games have come out for PS4, for Xbox One, for PS3. They've done the trilogies. You could buy them for like $20. Talking original here, Devil May Cry, it's PS2. <laughs> right. Well, starting there, yeah. But they've, you know, they've re-released it a few times now. Oh, yeah. But here we're getting just one digitally, but so many people are excited, right? And you get the people going, well, you could just buy it for $20 and buy all three games on one disc for one of the newer consoles. But yep. again, anything coming out for the Switch is... Like, what's old is new again, and it's just fun to have it on the go. I, I really think, to me, that's what it is. And I said this in in the last episode, but just being able to take it with you just, to me, enhances it. Because now I can just play it on the go. I can play it wherever I am. I don't have to be sitting in a specific spot at home. And, yeah, like you said, you know, all these re-releases. So, also, THQ Nordic announced um, recently Red Faction Guerrilla, the remastered edition is coming I, out. I do like the whole playing it on a Nintendo console. Yeah. That makes sense. Like actually having a part of a Nintendo console it goes back to whole the whole Final Fantasy. Sorry to get off topic with Red Faction, but <laughs> like okay. playing a Final Fantasy VII on a Nintendo console because back in the day, like Final Fantasy VII went to the PS PlayStation, and which yep. helped skyrocket playstation into the moon because it because of the medium it was released on and it's ironic to me now we're seeing games like final fantasies released on the switch getting tons and tons of coverage and it's going away from the disc media over to a cartridge again (laughs) like it's like irony and it's cool to see everything released and playable and collectible and it's I think that's going to be the same thing. It's why people want to even collect Devil May Cry because, like, the thing is about digital. Digital's cool. We're still going to be able to play it. It's still going to have all the benefits play in the playability, but in the future, it's not going to have that. It's on the shelf with the rest of the collection. Right. It's the only thing. Yeah, that's true. And and you know, going to Final Fantasy. Nintendo even used Final Fantasy VII in one of their advertisements, so they understand the importance of that game oh, and what it means to bring it onto the system. And, I mean, in such a short amount of time, 7, 9, we had the 15 Pocket, right, HD. Now we have Physical of X, X2, 12 already. We still have Crystal Chronicles coming, which, mm-hmm. as far as we know, we're getting a digital only in the U.S., but there is talk that we may see like a European or a, or an Asian release of a physical. But I mean, this is to me. And oh, I'm sorry, we also got Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon recently, and World of Final Fantasy Maxima. So in the short amount of time, look how many Final Fantasy titles are coming, and you know that there's there's 
probably already talks. There's a lot of hope from the gamer, the gamers that we're going to see, you know, the one and two, the collections of the classic SNES ones, and anything's possible, right? I mean, sales are there. The demand is there. Why not create all these, like, HD remaster collections or just straight ports? Yeah, but, I think we're going to see a, a lot of unique releases. And, I mean, just the fact that even these limited companies are releasing some of these smaller digital games mm-hmm. gives hope to the bigger companies that there is a market for that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, super cool. Um, I think, though, we should jump into the um, the main game of the episode. What do you think? Let's Yeah, let's do it. All right, so game of the episode, as the title states, is Cuphead. Well, Cuphead and his pal Mudman, they like to roll the dice. By chance they came on Devil's Game, and gosh, they paid the price. Paid the price. And now they're fighting for their on a mission fraught with dread and if they proceed but don't succeed well the devil will take their heads yeah it's a classic this is the one where we started talking about the playcast jp's like we gotta talk about cuphead first yeah <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's talking about it um, it was originally released. I'll do a little bit of what I call laying the wallpaper. Uh, Cuphead, sure. don't deal with the devil. <laughs> um, it's cre- created by the Moldenhauer brothers. Um, the whole family really is all involved with this whole, the whole game. Um, and basically it was released in 2017 for Xbox One as a quote unquote exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, classics. And that's how. I love those exclusives. But that's how big the Switch has gotten is, like, it's getting, like, former exclusives to a, a console, and now it's on the Switch, which is crazy. Well, don't you remember how the Nindies Direct opened up? Mm-hmm. The most recent one? It started with this game. Yep. Exactly. This was the first one that they, they... And, I mean, everybody was going, I'll just say bananas. I mean, you know... Everyone, like you said, everyone talks about this game, and now it's coming to the Switch, and it's here. Okay, yeah. sorry. Right, go. <laughs> so you get to play uh, <laughs> Cuphead with one or two players, um, and basically the artwork of the whole game looks like an old Mickey Mouse cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, really cool, um, and it pays tribute to the classic animation of old. Um, I've seen a few try to replicate recently other types of games, but but in all reality, like this game was the the reason why like this whole style came back into fruition, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, though, it was just a a simple like quick boss battle type deal. Um, it was really simplistic, and through user feedback they actually modified the game they created more of the modes because there's three different modes in this game there's mm-hmm. the boss fights where you're jumping around as cuphead or mugman his little pal with the blue um mm-hmm. jump around and attack bosses boss fights then you have the a shoot 'em up mode where you're in like a plane 
Mm-hmm. And you go versus boss fights. And then they have platformer levels where you go through and you collect coins as well. And the coins can be used to up- upgrade Cuphead and Mugman. Mm-hmm. And super crazy. Um, really, really difficult game. And I think that's <laughs> part of what we're going to jump into when we start the review. Um, the story, though. Uh, on the fictional Inkwell Isles... Cuphead and his brother Mugman are two fun-loving kids who live under the watchful eye of Elder Kettle. (laughs) Against the Elder's warnings, the brothers enter the Devil's Casino and begin playing craps. Uh, They go on a winning streak, and the Devil offers to raise the stakes. Of course they try to win one more roll. And they lose, and lose their souls. Basically, Cuphead rolled Snake Eyes. Uh, Devil made a deal. And basically, they have to collect soul contracts to signify his ownership of the souls, the devil's ownership of the souls, of his runaway debtors by midnight of the next day. And they'll let That's them That's not a lot of time. Souls. Nope. <laughs> I guarantee you, if they kept time in the game, I would not have met the time. Um, <laughs> and basically, uh, they have to sit there and... They keep talking to King Dice, mm-hmm. who is like the devil's little guy. And he has the coolest thing, and I'm definitely going to use some of the music, is like King Dice has his own little music when you go between world to world. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and it has like vocals and everything. So, like, though, there's definitely going to be music throughout the, like, the beginning and the end of the episode with the classics. It's just, it's a fun game. Um, so the first thing we're going to do after we, you know, talk about the actual, a quick synopsis of it, how much were we able to play this game <laughs> over the last week? How I'm much were we able to play? So <laughs> go ahead first or should I go first? No, no, mine, mine will be much lower because we <laughs> talked a little bit, but I looked it up and I have a pitiful 6% completion. Oh my. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, I, I even wrote them down because I didn't get that far and not for lack of trying. But I did the root pack in Botanic Panic, which was that boss battle, that first one. The root and pack, I did... which is the big carrot, the giant carrot, which is really right. Cool. And that one, you know what? That one was not that bad. And to me, I'm I'm sure it was more of like a tutorial kind of boss battle compared to what's coming. But it only took me, I mean, it really only took me a few tries, I would say. Yeah. But Forest Follies is where it was the first run and gun level. And my God, like I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to sit down and play. And like, it must have been 40 minutes to an hour. Oh, my. I'm trying to beat it. Yeah, I mean, that's how bad I am. And I know that people probably could just speed run this. And what's sad is that the level itself is only about a minute and a half when you see the time at the very end when you beat it. But yeah. you know what it is? You know, I don't know if you're going to – you may go into this. But when you die, you see your progression bar, right? Yes, you so you do. see your character running. And I got to tell you, that's probably the biggest motivator of any game I've ever played for me because you don't have – you have his health bar, which is really like three bars. But the bad guys, aside from like, I would say more like the the boss ones, you don't know how much health they have left until they transform to the next stage or you do a knockout. Yeah. But I got to tell you, like every time I died and I made it a little bit further, it just kept me coming back instead of saying, you know, let me take a break and I'll do something else. It was more like, no, I, I made it past the halfway point. I have to keep going. I, I made it going. just a little bit past that. I got to keep going. And then... The worst for me was treetop trouble, right? So after you beat mm-hmm. Forest Follies, you can kind of go under under the path like a sneak uh, uh, a shortcut. And I got to treetop trouble. And that one, 
took me forever. I got to the end, and I'm jumping on these leaves thinking, all right, I'm about to hit the end. And this boss battle comes up. And <laughs> no joke, I I don't know if you can do double KOs in this, but I'm I'm convinced I knocked him out as he knocked me out. But then I see my little guy running to the flag, and he's stopping like he's touching the flag. Like that's how close I was. And I was like, I'm done. This is it. I have no more time for this. But I got to say, I I don't think I've ever had this much fun like dying so much in a game. So for me, (laughs) it was like crazy because 7% um, I got through a bunch of it, got to World 1, I was in World 2, went back for the root pack and actually got an A on it, which was pretty good. Oh, nice. I think I'm at C or D. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but the ones that really got me, um, like, really, like, stumped me for the longest time, first was the damn clown. So there's a clown mm-hmm. in World Two. It's like Bimini, maybe or something. I'm probably or Beppy, or I'm I'm definitely saying it wrong. But he has three different forms. But the the thing is, is that while you're fighting him, he he like first he starts in like a little bumper car and comes at you, and you have to jump <laughs> over him. And then after you knock that knock him off his car, he um he sits there and shoots out like turns into this big balloon thing, and he shoots out other little balloons, and then the whole roller coaster comes by slowly. And you jump over spikes on the roller coaster and like little guys and stuff. And while there's stuff coming and all this multi-platforming is like where that's my Achilles heel in this game. Mm -hmm. And so like I kept dying and dying and then you get to the next. There's like three. There's four forms with that one or something. It is insane. And after you beat that one, he gets on like a little horse and then he shoots horseshoes and. And then the the last one is like he's like in big carousel in the middle. But the thing is with this game is getting the upgrades, and then knowing which upgrades work best, which shots work best with each boss, mm-hmm. each level, and which power ups work well too. Because there's certain power ups where like one power up will let you do your air dash move and take no damage, so you can air mm-hmm. dash out of the way and through something. Um, another one allows your power bar, your power meter for your specials. Cause once your power meter fills up, you get cards, you can do a, a special shot and like destroy mm-hmm. them or turn invincible and, sh- and do that. Uh, there's another one, another power up that gives you one extra health. Mm-hmm. So you get an extra hit, but it lowers your power. So it's a, it's a definitely a, a give or take a trial and error, type of mentality and the carrot on the stick keeps you going uh that one though took me a while i finally beat him but then i had the damn dragon and the damn <laughs> dragon was the last one i had for world two for the longest time multiple days in a row um, oh my god i finally got to and i would sit there and play it and then i would stop because <laughs> like mm-hmm. so I'm, when i say days like i'm only playing for like an hour or so every day um and like I got to the dragon, I and the dragon has clouds. So think Mega Man Two fighting the dragon in Wily's Castle, where you have the moving mm-hmm. platforms. Well, there's constant moving clouds, and he's shooting fireballs at you and beams and all this craziness. And when you beat the first one, he goes over to the other side and turns into like this little like ch- train almost, where he's shooting out these little fireball guys. Mm-hmm. Randomly, the fireball guys jump out at you, <laughs> and. and those you have to figure out their pattern and then after that it turns into a three-headed dragon where it shoots fire 
in the middle and also shoots these little fireballs. And if you hit the fireballs, they explode into four fireballs. Mm-hmm. And so if you use, there's an auto shot, like an auto homing shot, but it's kind of weak, but it always hits the enemy. Well, if you use that, then it's going to constantly hit those fireballs. So you have mm-hmm. to go manual with that one. Uh, that one took me forever. And there's certain games nowadays with new school modern gaming where they adjust the difficulty level as you die. So that way you constantly make progression in their games. Mm-hmm. So like there's a lot of that that goes on where like I think even the Dark Souls games do that where you'll be fighting like 10 enemies. And if you die, then it's down to like eight that you'll, you won't even you, you really don't notice it. Uh, Cuphead mm-hmm. does not have this. <laughs> um, now, did you try beating playing an easy at all? Yeah, I was doing what was it? Simple and or standard and regular. Yeah, I did. I did the easy mode. So if you do easy, you don't collect the contract for the soul, and you can't go to the next world. You can't oh, go really? to the next world till you get all the contracts. So like that first time I beat the clown, I did an easy mode. It's the first time I tried easy mode because he was kicking my ass so much. Yeah, and then I didn't have the contract. I'm like, crap! I can't get to the next. Oh, I world. didn't know. I was going to play the whole game and figure, and I wouldn't even know that I wasn't even making progression. You would have literally done everything in World 1 and then realized you can't get to World 2. King Dice would have talked smack to you. And he'd been like, nope, you don't have the contracts. You can't progress. So it's not every level? Or was it every level that has a contract? Because now that I was only playing on easy, I don't even know what I was supposed only to get at the end of each level. the boss battles do, and it'll pop up with a contract. So the, the running uh, okay. levels don't have that. But... Mm-hmm. So the thing is, though, is that, like, once you get all the contracts, you get to go to this, the, the second world. Mm-hmm. And, um, so after I, I finally beat the dragon, though, and oh, and the thing is, too, with the easy mode, it doesn't have as many transformations. And there's not as mm-hmm. so much going on with the, with the bosses. So it's almost like a training thing. So, oh, my God. I thought that was hard enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the thing is, that's how Cuphead is. It's not necessarily easy for everybody. There's some people that can't just honestly that it's not for them. There's other people that are going to blow through it and get all A pluses or S rankings and everything. And no problem. I mean, the thing is, though, this is that old school mentality where it's earned progression. So the more Mm -hmm. you play, the more you die, the more you get through it, you're going to slowly get better and slowly get better. And I found myself definitely doing that. I slowly got better. I was stuck on the damn dragon forever. And I like my daughter was sitting there playing Minecraft in the other room. She's like, how far are you getting? Daddy should run in and then she'd run back out. And she was like, yay. When I finally beat him. Um, Now here's the irony is I went to the world three and I fought this. uh, It looks like Pete, the cat from, from Mickey mouse, but he's, Uh but he is a pirate. You're on a pirate ship. And I literally beat him like second try. Oh, wow. Because compared to that damn dragon, it was way easier. But then there's a bumblebee one where you're <laughs> going up. And so the, the actual stuff's like falling. So you're like, like the platforms are falling and you're going up. Mm. So that one kicked my butt. And then there's also like a kraken. Looks like a little Medusa girl type. Looks Almost looks like Betty Boop. And, mm-hmm. But it's like a Medusa. And that, those are the two that I'm at right now. That I have. To I will say there through. there was one more person that played this with us this week, and that was my wife. Oh yeah, because I, you know, we she came home early, and before we had to pick up the kids, I said, "Why don't you try Cuphead?" And I'm like, "This is the game that we're gonna be talking about." I'm like, "Why don't you just try?" It? And she doesn't play games at all, so it turns on. You know, the old timey music comes on, the story through the book pages come on, and she's like, "This looks cute." And I said, "Go ahead, try it." 
I think she made it through the tutorial and that was enough for her because she, no joke and no insult to her, but she has problems walking and jumping at the same time. So she can't move forward. She kind of just jumps up and down. So for her to try the dash and jump over the blocks and shoot the one target, I think that was enough of what she could take. But I mean, it was funny, her thoughts going like, oh, this game looks cute. And it's like, you have no idea what it's going to do to you. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the game is meant to be brutally hard. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say, though, that that's part of the the issue, though, is that the never-ending grind. So, like, for example, you went versus the root pack, right? And mm-hmm. after you beat it, well, guess what? Okay, you got it. Yeah, now it's the next level is another boss battle. Like there's no yep. there's no like lull in the middle of the levels. You know what I mean? Right. That's the issue that I have with with Cuphead is that it's the balance that you have with like a a platformer or a shoot 'em up or like where in the shoot 'em up you have like a bunch of little turd turd enemies to fight and mm-hmm. get through it. Even the platforming levels are still pretty hard and trial by fire. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know if you did the same thing or if people in general do it, but I start off, you know, playing it cautious, trying to understand the level. Then, as I make it further, I start to notice the patterns. Then, when I start dying a lot, I start just getting frustrated. I'm like, I'm just going to speed through this, and I die quicker, or I don't make it as far. And then I take a step back. I go, okay, that's not working. Let's try it again, smart. So I'm not sure if everyone has that like that time in between where they start and finish where they're just like, I can't do this anymore. Just run, kill everything or just avoid everything. But I felt like I had so many different strategies and you really have to pay attention. I mean, it's, it's really the patterns and understanding when somebody's going to fall from the sky, when you need to jump at the right time, when you need to kind of move out of the way. Cause yeah. with the forest follies, you had like these, um, I don't want to say like these uh, spikes that are like falling down and bouncing. So I start learning, okay, if I stand right here, I don't need to move because it'll bounce over me or if I dash at the right time. But then there's just times where I'm just like, I don't even care. I'm just going to run right through it and maybe I'll get hit once and I'll just kind of keep going. But yeah, it, 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 I don't normally play these type of games, but it definitely makes you want to be a better player just yeah. for the satisfaction of completing the level. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I thank you crazy. for letting me play or having us play this one first. <laughs> this is your choice. <laughs> it was. I guess I just want to punish. I, I wanted to know what all the hype was about, and well, I, I I'm sold on it. The definition of this, the Switch Mania Playcast, is that we literally have like the um, ability to play games that we wouldn't necessarily give that much time to. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's and not because it's idea. bad. It's just not not in my genre, right? Well, I mean, it's, I it's play that plus it's the slew of games that keep coming out that distract us. So now we have a concentration of Cuphead for a week, right? And and that's the cool thing. Now the question yeah. is, you were talking about um some of the game design, right? Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that the game's poorly designed. I would say that the game is purposely designed. They purposefully. Mm-hmm design the game now the question is do you feel like the deaths were cheap deaths until you learned them because you have to learn the the patterns but here's the thing so i kind of felt that some of the deaths were cheap not necessarily that they were like designed maliciously but Mm -hmm. some of the patterns 
Like you had to die once to learn it. Mm-hmm. And is that the definition of a cheap death? No, I I don't think so. I mean, no. to me, not. I mean, I I didn't get as far as you, so I don't know what all the other levels kind of like had in store for me. But I mean, the very few levels I played, I felt were fair once you understood what you should do. Well, yeah, and I would say that doing that though, that you have to memorize it, so it's yeah. kind of like it's not you couldn't go in it with just good skills and beat everybody easily. Right. And so like that would cuz like good design would be something where you could literally go through and be able to at least survive, especially the platforming levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, however no it's you have to learn the different patterns even every little enemy moves differently and they cover a lot of space hitboxes are a little bit bigger than you'd be used to like it's definitely um definitely interesting um now we did have some listener comments and thoughts like what were some of the ones that you you read yep so i actually have it open because I what I did was I posted a poll. I said, you know, we're playing this game for the week. Has exactly. anyone ever played it? And I, I said, if you voted yes, just comment below on what your thoughts were. And even if you know people said no, they still commented. Um, I will say just generally, one of the feedbacks that I saw a lot for the Switch was they're waiting for the physical, which was announced through mm-hmm. through a thread on on um, the the developers page. So. There is a physical coming. We don't know when, but a lot of people are actually holding off because they don't want to double dip, or maybe they bought it on a previous console and they don't want to buy it digitally and then physically again. But some of the comments that I did see, um, so I'll just I'll read a I'll read a few. I I guess I saw the few that I the couple that I mentioned, and you definitely need to mention names of the people too, so that way they get a shout. I will. Um, Oh yeah, the, the ones that I saw, which I don't have anything up, I just remember was you had the classic where the guy, the guy was like, yeah, I didn't even get past first level. Um, right. <laughs> also had one guy said, oh, it's really easy. <laughs> like, that was mm-hmm. the, the classic. I think that might be one guy that a lot of <laughs> members thought, like, every time in different groups where they're, he, they thought he was trolling because he kept posting his screenshots where he was getting, like, S rankings and stuff. And <laughs> to me, it's like, no, he should be proud of getting that far. That's awesome. Like, oh yeah, me, I think that's cool. So I don't think if you have cool. a talent for these games and you can you can easily go through them, then power to you. You get to see the whole story. Exactly. That's, for me, I'm probably going to see the story through watching somebody else play. Watching but, YouTube. <laughs> but I would definitely be trying it though. So um, I'm going to read a few. So I'll, I'll say their name and then their Twitter handle as well, and we'll nice. see how well that works. But one is the Order of Ortega at the Order of Ortega. And he said, the game is a love letter to old school with its fantastic visuals and tough-as-nails boss fights, but the real joy of the game is how tight the controls are. Yeah. Uh, then Mr. Matt 46. And actually, we should definitely yeah. talk about like each little aspect that we haven't touched upon yet. So the tightness of the controls is something that we should definitely mention, and it's a different it's a difference playing it between the analog stick and the keys, like the actual buttons for the, I can't call it a D-pad on the traditional Joy-Con, but because it's not a D-pad, but it is on my Zelda style Joy Joy-Con that I have. But um, but pl- I tend to play it more so on the analog stick than I do on the D-pad, which is just weird for me being an old school gamer, like mm-hmm. that I would choose that. But the controls are so well done. That mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's pe- almost like "quote unquote" pixel perfect when it comes to that. It's super tight, um, and in all reality, it's it's really satisfying when you hit the enemies too. So it's it's a good 
satisfaction as you play it with, especially when it comes to controls. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, so next one is Mr. Math 46 at Mr. Math 46 said me and my eight year old got a day one for Xbox. Uh, but he's been holding off on the switch just until he gets a physical copy. Of course. Then we have, um, Mr. 45 at Mr. 45. It's a masterpiece in game design and art style. No one should miss it. No matter what your choice of gaming platform, which I agree. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I have it for the switch now. I bought it and I'll buy it again when it comes physically, but just play this game any way you can. I mean, it really deserves to be played, I think. Um, then we have GT Switch at Matimu 2. I played it on Xbox One but couldn't get past Rumor Honey Bottoms. Going to wait for the physical version on Switch to try again. So Rumor Honey Bottoms um, is the B that I was talking about with the, with the actual platforms going downward and you're like having to constantly jump up. And mm-hmm. so that's that's honey bottoms. I'm pretty sure that is. They listeners can let me know if I'm off of that, but I'm pretty sure that's the one. That's one of the last ones that I played, and I didn't beat it because I mean I literally ran out of time in the week. So this might be one where like, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the end, like what we rated as, and then like, are we going to continue or are we going to move on? Like, and not not continue on the playcast, but is this a game I'm going to play on the side while I'm working on the next games? Who knows? We will see. I- for me, yes. Now that it's on my Switch digitally and I have it, I think I would jump in every now and then and just kind of play it. I don't know if it would be my main game right now because there's so many still in my backlog that I want to finish, but I definitely see myself revisiting because I have that taste for it and I really want to see kind of how far I could progress. I so I think I'm going to be going that's going to bring me back to this game is if I can get like my daughter to play with me like co-op mm-hmm. that'd be the only thing that's going to bring me back to it um and she may get frustrated because she's seven <laughs> <laughs> who else do we got we got any uh, other any all right other so, people yeah so we have aaron wigwam at aaron wigwam he said i played through it on pc at normal difficulty and it was a blast I felt the difficulty was pretty overblown, though, until I started my expert playthrough. Oh the my. difficulty is undersold, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to play expert mode once you... Because I think it unlocks after you beat the entire game, which neither of us did. So, oh, yeah. um, And that's not the intent <laughs> of the playcast. Is for us to, it's not called the Switch Mania Mastercast. It's called the playcast. We want to play Phew. some games. We're normal gamers. It's really called Make JP Play Games. <laughs> Make JP Play. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and then a lot of the feedback was waiting for the physical, waiting for the physical, waiting for the physical. And, you know, whenever this physical comes out, I don't, I know that, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I remember that Best Buy got an exclusive case with a digital code for the Xbox One. I can't recall if there was a physical disc version ever released, but no, this is one of those games where when it comes out on the Switch, I really hope there's a collector's edition. I don't know why. I just feel like there's a lot of cool things you could throw in it. Like, you know, just well, there's like already the characters tons and uh, tons of uh, Cuphead merch out there. There's stuffies. There's a whole exactly. figure sc- series, which ironically, if you know the YouTube channel Retro Liberty um, and they're, mm-hmm. Pixel Game, they're on Pixel Game Squad, uh, they had a whole thing where when they go you know, their flea marketing, they were finding the cuphead blind bags and they kept on getting the damn carrot. <laughs> like, so it's like <laughs> the root pack, the carrot. So they kept, that's why the carrots classic is because Ricky on the show kept getting the carrot. So they kept on like 
talking about the carrot for like an entire week is hilarious. <laughs> but like, there's so much merch that they could do a lot with with this. Like, I mean, you could literally have mugs and stuff because they have mugs for it. Like, it's literally a marketing like genius move to do a collector's edition with this. And why not mm-hmm. put it on vinyl? No, oh, absolutely. Why not put it on vinyl? It's yes. old school 50s it, style music. This is one of those games. I mean, I, I don't buy a lot of soundtracks or really just anything like game wise or music wise, but this is one I would absolutely love to have. I mean, the music was so good, at least through the few levels and overall that I was in, but it, oh my God, I, I love the music and I would, I, mm-hmm. I I I think there is a vinyl now, right? There is a vinyl out for Cuphead already. Yep. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like but, making that all yeah, part I of the it. Switch release. Oh my. Yeah. It's gonna be exciting to see what we get and when we get it. Exactly. So, um, I mean, the last piece is our recommendations. Obviously, we have uh, everybody needs to play it. Um, I would highly yes. recommend at least being able to play it some way. Um, if you already have it on the Xbox One, I mean, I wouldn't see a reason to double dip until they have the physical release. Um, that's mm-hmm. just my own personal, you know, perspective. However, I mean, the portability aspect of this does increase the replayability a ton. Just being able to play it on the go and not have to be glued to your TV—it's a—it's a big plus for Cuphead. Like it's. One of those things where if you've only played it on the Xbox One, you're going to love playing it in portable mode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, playing this, though, it all depends on your skill level, but it's a it's an excellent game. I mean, I think it's kind of universally loved across the way. There's There's some trolls and haters out there, but, I mean, everybody has their own skill level and style, and... I still think that Cuphead is definitely an A game if we have to put a grade on things. I would say it's in the A territory mm-hmm. for sure. Like it's just so well crafted. Um I would say the the difficulty yeah I, would that. yeah, I would say the difficulty is the only thing that um and it's not like hard difficulty, it's like mm-hmm. menacing difficulty. It's like it's just one of those things where you just gotta sludge through it. It's it's NES hard. It's you know it's it's a classic. Yeah, you got it. And I'm not used to that because I I did not play those those hard NES games, and now I I feel that I just yeah. didn't prepare myself in life for for Cuphead. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> an old school shoot 'em up fan. I mean, this isn't really a classic shoot 'em up. It's a platforming shoot them up which is crazy it reminds me of the boss battles of contra and mm-hmm. it's super cool it's just constant boss battles of contra <laughs> and it's i enjoy it it's cool um i got frustrated shit on it which is cool that's fine <laughs> you know like i just gotta get better um i don't know if i'll be playing it a ton because in all honesty like the next game we got coming up is gonna be one that i want to sink some time into so yeah yeah so, so that being said, um, that is Cuphead. What is the next game we're playing, JP? I know we talked about it, and we had um, feedback from the episode from a certain limited uh, publisher, 
and yes, they wanted we did. us to review one of their games, and I think we picked the perfect game for for next week's Switch Media Playcast. Yeah, so I think it starts with an F, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep, F, okay, so... F and F. <laughs> so we're going to be playing Fox and Forest, and yeah. that's by Bonus Level. Uh, great developer. I oh, actually... Yeah talk to him because you know i mentioned oh we want to play your game on our playcast would you be interested in coming on and and i did hear back from him today so i'll let you know um he is interested i think his schedule is a little busy but he's hoping that very soon he could hopefully come on and we could talk about the game so even if he can't come on the next episode when we review it i definitely want to have him on at some point um and with that said the publisher that released this game physically is Strictly Limited Games. Yep. And I've been talking to them, and I'm trying to get them on as well because I'd love to get their aspect on finding and working with the developer, bringing their digital game physically, what that all encompasses, you know, what that feeling is when it actually happens. Um, so I'm hoping we get both ends of the spectrum there. But until we get them on, you and I are going to at least begin playing Fox and Force. And that is one I'm also looking forward to. 16-bit, you know, SNES classic kind of game. Oh, this is uh, going to be Super yeah. Nintendo, Sega Genesis, platforming love. I've oh, been yeah. wanting to play this for <laughs> since I got it. And that's going to be one of the things when it comes to the playcast is both of us have to have a copy. We already know JP has all the physicals. But, like, I, do. I don't have everything. And mm-hmm. so that'll limit us or get me to buy some of the stuff that I need to get off my butt and buy, which yep. is good, too. Um, that's the other side, whereas I make JP play things, he makes me buy things. So <laughs> it's a, it's a double ended <laughs> spectrum. Um, now for listeners, when, when things like that happen, where we get a publisher or developer on, um, the YouTube listeners will have this same style episode. The episodes are going to be the same. Um, they're just going to be bonus sections. Mm-hmm. And so for the, those that are listening on the podcast, it'll be a bonus uh, it'll be a long episode and there'll be it'll be cut in and you'll have a really long episode with a second part of the interview coming flawlessly whereas the YouTube channel will have multiple different recordings and multiple mm-hmm. different uploads so we'll have the episode 2 upload and then the up, then the developer upload and then later on if we get the or the publisher upload and then if we get the developer later we'll have that too mm-hmm. um whereas the episode will be one concise upload and i mean i'll even go so far as to say the plan would be to keep the podcast one flowing episode so episode two even if we later on get the developer like i'll just add it in and re-upload it and Mm -hmm. then we'll just let everybody know and you can all listen to it a second time and we'll put the timestamps on there so you know where to skip to if you've already listened to the first two parts yep I think that'll be a cool way to do it. I don't know of any podcasts that do it that way. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like it like that, and I I would love the chance because you know I've interviewed them, but I've only ever done it through email or through messaging. But I've never had a live conversation, and you know, being a physical collector, I I love learning about kind of the behind the scenes, and yeah, and that's both sides, right? It's bringing it physically, but it's also creating the games from the developers' aspect and what that means because a lot of times. These are, you know, small companies, one person studio kind of thing. And just to, to get them to share their story is why I love interviewing people, because you learn so much, you learn their passion, and then it gets you excited for their game. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, we did, you know, reach out to Studio MDHR for, for Cuphead, but um, 
yeah, they they never got back to us. So, want want. <laughs> if that, I mean, if they get back to us later, though, again, this episode will have them on there, and then you know, it'll be it'll be a cool thing where we'll have a re-upload and repost. Yep. So that way we get it there. Um, I do have a few games like in the future that we'll we'll talk about later too that I would like to do for the playcast. I mean, I think it'll. We have plenty of ammunition for episodes. Oh yeah, for there's no shortage of games. Yep. Um. So the next part is for the wrap up of the episode. Um. Yes. Next conventions. I actually. Um. My next convention I'm going to is going to be Classic Game Fest in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually have a official change that I'm doing. I'm actually I'm going to go to Phoenix, Arizona for Game On. And nice. I'm going to be doing a panel on the Nintendo Switch. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so it'll be cool. And by then, the Switch collector should be live, completed, or maybe we'll launch it at Game On. I don't know. Oh. Um, somewhere around there. Because the end of the summer is what we're shooting for with the, with the Switch collector. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Switch and all the unique hooks on why it's a collectible aspect. I'm going to be having... A YouTuber, his name's Nerdy Nick. On, he's a really like swole dude. who makes me look small. He's a, he's a big, <laughs> big dude. He uh, last year I think he dressed up as um, Buff Mario and Rick from Splatterhouse. So, he <laughs> but he does um let's plays and live streams and stuff all the time on YouTube and on his Facebook. He's really mm-hmm. cool dude and obsessed with the Switch like we are. So perfect dude. <laughs> JP gets out to Phoenix, then we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to but, convince me. I'm not the one that you have to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be... It'll be cool, though, because obviously I'm um, on GameStreddy1's channel with them, and we do Game Talk. Um, while we won't be able to do a Game Talk Live, since he runs Game On, he'll be way too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be really cool to support his convention. So Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be super awesome. Um, and then, uh, you going anywhere like in the next summer for any conventions or no, 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 this year, this year is kind of slow for me. Um, I'm really hoping that next year is kind of that year where I can start branching out a little bit because especially with the switch collector book, I definitely love to come to a lot of conventions you're going to and hopefully be able to talk about it together. Um, but this year, that the Midwest Gaming Classic was my highlight, my big one. So now it's kind of just a lull for me. Yeah, so I mean, I think you should try to get out to like a video game con, uh too many games. I think you should yeah. try to get to cuz too many games is a blast and that one is is cool. Um me not being on the East Coast, like it's it's harder for me to get out there. Um Retro Game Con's a fun one. Uh mm-hmm. I know a lot of the guys who run some of those conventions, so um, one of them that I always had a mm-hmm. great time at was Replay FX, but it's not really a console-based um, convention. It's more arcade and pinball. That one's okay. awesome. But yeah, there's there's a lot of conventions on the East Coast. There's a there's a couple other ones in New York that I never went out to, like Long Island, um, mm-hmm. and some of those. And I haven't been to them, but I heard they were a blast too. So I mean, if any of those want us out there just hit us up and we'll we'll come out um i mean we do panels we we do all that fun jazz i've been doing lots of panels for years now yeah, so yes you have <laughs> it's it's a it's a thing um and we could do switch mania playcast panels too that'd be super fun um that'd be awesome but uh 
as always, we got to tell everybody where they can find us. Um, this episode uh, will be available audio at HagensAlley.com. That's where all my stuff goes. Um, I don't update with uh, book updates as much as I can because I'm usually busy writing. Um, and then I'm at Hagen's Alley on pretty much everything on social media. It's just Hagen's Alley. Um, making the switch to Hagen's Alley Entertainment from books because I have released some games. So that's where those that are watching and listening on YouTube have seen the Hagen's Alley artwork, which was done by Saramaru, uh, DJ Medina. So that's a cool one. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. And of course we got old JP. Yes. So don't hate me, but there's one thing that we didn't touch upon fully. And that was what's coming out this week. Uh We started to, but if it's okay, I'd like to just let our listeners know the other physical games arriving. Well, after you tell people where to find you, we'll do. Okay. I'll let them. Okay. So, uh, just like Jeffrey mentioned, I also put a link to our playcast up on my website so it's www.jpswitchmania.com um so we'll have a link and it takes you right to his page or it takes you right to the podcast or youtube page um but on our website we also do reviews interviews unboxing videos things like that i'm also on twitter uh youtube instagram look for jp switchmania and you'll find me and as you know by now, I talk Switch 25-7 a day. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's never-ending. There's always something coming out. There's always something to share or show. Um, so find me out there. Start talking with me. Join the Switch Core community. We're a great group of people, and we just love the Switch and, and love promoting developers, publishers, and all things physical-based around the Switch. But, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty much everywhere. And, and we're actually going to be launching our Facebook page soon. So that's exciting because we'll... We'll have a lot more characters in terms of uh, how much we can write as opposed to Twitter, which limits us. So it'll be fun to kind of have bigger discussions on Facebook and do some other uh, unique, exclusive things on there. So stay tuned for that because that should be launching soon. Yeah, because you're always doing giveaways and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of the people you've been talking to with the developers and the publishers, like they, you know, provide you with some codes and some fun mm-hmm. and little things like that um i do have a play asia coupon that's about to expire we might have to raffle off for the for the play cast there you go (laughs) so (laughs) yeah we'll have to we'll have to do that as well because it's about to expire this month i think on the 19th so i might have to might have to uh say that the best commenter on for (laughs) fox and forests we will uh we will get them a um a play asia car a play asia code I have Sounds one good. sitting there that I'm not going to use for a panty <laughs> party. So, um, <laughs> so all right. So, thanks for the episode. Let's do the addendum, 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 addendum. <laughs> JP <laughs> forgot something. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole, JP. <laughs> Backtrack. Yeah. So, I already mentioned Saints Row is coming. Oh, now I can't stop laughing. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's all over so now. I mentioned Saints Saints Row is coming out this week. I already yes, told is. you about the limited. We need our, we need our Grand Theft Auto clone. I, that, I need <laughs> to buy that game. <laughs> all right. So we got Saints Row coming out. We have Aegis Defenders from Limited Run Games. And then we have some imports. So from Funbox Media, we have Farm Expert 2019 for the Nintendo Switch. So that's uh, one by the week. 
It's what? JP's number one buy of the week. There you go. Farm expert. (laughs) (laughs) Then we also have a game that may or may not be coming out this week or the last week of May, but it's called Ultra Wings. Think of it as a pilot wing spiritual successor. successor, Ultra. (laughs) But Ultra. And it came out of nowhere. Like I found it on Ned Games. like, like a, like a Randy Orton RKO? Out of nowhere! Out of nowhere. <laughs> God, pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so is it like, um, so you said it's like pilot wings. Like, is it like you get to fly around an island, or do they yes. have like little mini games? Yeah, so from the trailer that I saw, it's kind of like a first-person view in the cockpit. You fly around, you go through the um, the Wing. checkpoints. I think you have like a air gun kind of thing from inside the cockpit that you shoot balloons and then you can land and fly and you know there's airstrips and whatnot is so it just it's, airplane or does it have like the rocket belt and the skydiving and all the other cool stuff that pilotwings had i may have missed it but i only saw airplanes okay so it's like the airplane mode from pilot wings or yeah it's like pilot a, wings it's a, 64 or actually pilotwings resort that's cool yeah it's it's like a cutesy, like kitty kind of game, but listen, it it's getting a physical, and it's either coming out uh, on Friday or the thirty first. But you know, hopefully by next episode, I'll let you know if mine shipped or not. So this week is is slow. I won't tell you what's coming out next week, but the next two weeks are huge for physical releases. So oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, talking about those soon. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be super crazy. Um... I mean, I got a little bit of my own addendum where it's like, um, <laughs> where where I got, you know, my Super Nintendo books are on a freighter. They should be here within a week or so. Um, mm-hmm. I actually got, I mentioned earlier in the cast that I got my Super Nintendo cartridges for Socks the Cat. I should have the boxes in the mail this week as long, along with Little Medusa and Sydney Hunter. Um, I should have nice. all of those. And then I got to hand assemble the boxes and the inserts and all that stuff because I ordered it all separately because I'm doing mm-hmm. my own LEs. And I'm putting each one in a box protector. Um, that's my biggest pet peeve when it comes to homebrew releases. Like I got Family Cross from Second Dimension from Kickstarter mm-hmm. in the mail this week for the NES. And it's an NES box, but it's just the NES box. There's no protector around it I'm like, <laughs> I'm like i mean it's like pennies and you raise thousands of dollars on kickstarter just give me a little box protector i get i do that for all my box release like because my thing is is that mm-hmm. if it gets banged up in shipping what if you wrap it up in bubble wrap but it gets banged around a little bit and the corner gets dented it's like then i'm a collector i don't want that stuff dented like right so yeah so that's one of those things um, one interesting thing talking about like homebrew releases, like Bang Bang Brothers or whatever. I got that at Midwest Gaming Classic from mm-hmm. Buddy Quan. Um, I did finish his wooden box outline, so I take the wooden book covers that I do and I outlined it. I finished that, by the way. Um, well, apparently that game is, they did a release, and it's apparently an official release now, but it's aftermarket, mm-hmm. and it's like six hundred dollars each. Whoa. It's a pre-order, not aftermarket, and it sold out. Um, so I got a copy, and I actually got the shock box in, like the um, southbound home, hometown, south town, whatever it's called, website where you get the <laughs> shock box. So I have a box copy now, and yeah, I definitely 
got a, and I mean, I got it from the guy who created the, when we say Quan is the guy who created the Neo Geo Omega MVS console. So oh, like, that's awesome. The dude who created it. So it's like, he's the most legit person to make aftermarket games in my opinion. And I got ironclad as well, which is another classic. Um, but yeah, like I, that's the kind of stuff that I got this week, by the way, I got Neo Geo stuff and <laughs> you got some good stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, but yeah. So my Super Nintendo one should be in route. I mean, I've been working on Virtual Boy stuff too, of course. Mm-hmm. And this week I should be, we should be launching the Walter Day book soon, very soon. So that's fun. That's very exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, but um, yeah. I would say now it's really time to go. <laughs> it is time to go. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everybody for listening. Uh, get through the addendum as well. Uh, enjoy this uh, Cuphead music we're about to play for you. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're on <laughs> YouTube, thanks for for supporting. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. Like all that craziness <laughs> from YouTube. We're not going to put ads on this thing. I don't do ads. We don't do. It's one of the one things that I don't like with um videos and it's like the, all the ads and all the advertising. We're just going to. Uh, give away some switch stuff (laughs) (laughs) all right see you later everybody see you later i'm mr king dice i'm the gamest in the land i never play nice i'm the devil's right hand man i can't let you pass cause you ain't done everything Contracts come on, bring them to the king. If you haven't finished your past, haven't worked assiduously, no, I cannot let you pass. Don't you mess with me. Don't mess with King Dice. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with King Dice. Mr. King dies, he just what I say. The devil has his price, and I'll make sure you pay. I don't have time to mess around, and I hope you will agree. Bring me those contracts pronto. Don't you mess with me. Don't mess with King dies. Don't mess with King dies.